That music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, where you will find terrific reporting on stories that would otherwise be missed about life in Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. On this podcast, we talk to State Senator Dan Laughlin, one of the many Republicans who wants to be Pennsylvania's next governor. So no shortage of candidates for either U.S. Senator or governor among uh, Pennsylvania's Republicans. One of the people uh, considering throwing his hat in the ring is Senator Dan Laughlin from Erie, who has the perfect background for politics. He spent time picking crops as a kid, which, by the way, Senator, I did the same. And I will tell you, you learn a lot about personal character working outside on a farm. Absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. What, what kind of what kind of farm was it? Uh, it was a strawberry farm uh, that was near my house, so I could walk to work. Uh, and uh, you know, we we uh, we mulched the rows, we did weeding. Uh, we didn't actually uh, pick the strawberries; it was a oh. pick your own type strawberry farm. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, put a lot of long days in there during the summer. I can tell you that. I uh, cropped tobacco as a kid in the Carolinas. And whenever people ask me about working hard, I always say the last day I worked hard was when I left my uncle Bobby's farm because <laughs> agricultural work, man, there is nothing like it for, for teaching you about character. So uh, speaking of character, uh, what do you think are the characteristics that Pennsylvania needs for a governor starting in 2022? I think one of the biggest things uh, that, that we need uh, as far as a governor can't, well, not even candidate, uh, I think the next governor of Pennsylvania uh, should be someone that is reasonable, uh, fairly middle of the road, uh, willing to negotiate with either side of the aisle uh, to try and advance policies that actually help Pennsylvanians. And are there any specific policy areas that you're focusing on, Senator Laughlin? Well, yeah, there is, Mike, and I'm glad you asked that. You know, um, there's the economy, obviously. Uh, without, a, without a vibrant economy, uh, the wheels come off just about everything else. Uh, in the education space, uh, we, need to, we need to take better care of our K through 12 uh, school kids. Uh, you know, we have, I, I represent an urban area uh, where the, the Erie School District, uh, when I first got elected, was on the brink of uh, financial collapse. Uh, and, you know, I know there's folks out there that point to school choice as, uh, as an option for areas like that. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, you know, even if you're, even if you're pro school choice, uh, you can't abandon the kids that are in the K through 12 public education system uh, while you work on that. Uh, and then uh, the environment is a big uh, area of concern for a lot of folks, uh, you know, and we have space that we can work together uh, in that area as well. Um, so, Senator, um, there are so many people already in the governor's race. Uh, what is your elevator pitch to Republican voters? Why should they vote for you in the primary? Well, you know, that's a great question, Linda. Uh, from last count, I think we have 12 or 13 people either in or uh, talking about getting in the race. Uh, you know, from my standpoint, uh, more the merrier because I'm the only one that's occupying the, what I call the center lane right now. Uh, but the reason that I would say to them, uh, you know, at least for our primary voters, you know, why, why, 
you know, cast a vote for Dan Lauber, right? It's a great question. Uh, and I will tell you uh, that if, if you're a Republican and you care about taking back the governor's seat next year, uh, you're going to need to do it with someone who has statewide appeal uh, and broad-based appeal. And I provide that option for our primary voters. You know, when you look at uh, some of the main groups of voters within Pennsylvania that are, you know, kind of stereotypical groups, you know, like the um, the teachers union that would be a, a classic example of a block of voters, the sportsmen, the trades, uh, the police, and things such as those. There's not a group of voters in Pennsylvania that has any any reason to dislike Dan Laughlin. Uh, I've stood up for, for all of them over the last five years, uh, including, uh, including our uh, women in Pennsylvania, who I guess rightfully so would be a little bit concerned about uh, people taking away their rights. And I've, I've staked out a claim there uh, that I want to leave uh, pro-life, pro-choice issues alone and leave it the way it is in Pennsylvania. Um, also, you've been a legislature for, legislator for a few years. Uh, what bill are you most proud of? Well, um, there's a couple things, Linda. Uh, the, one bill that doesn't affect everybody in Pennsylvania, but it does affect the, the sportsmen and women. I, I was the first one to uh, allow Sunday hunting in Pennsylvania. And I know it's a kind of a select group of folks, but you know, it was one of two remaining blue laws from back when we were a colony. So uh, I take a little bit of a victory lap on that. Uh, and then the other thing that I'm most proud of uh, wasn't actually a, a bill, but I was able to get it done and it was the increase in funding for the Erie School District added to their, their basic ed funding. It was really a, uh, a life raft that I was able to help throw uh, the Erie School District. And, and that, you know, in combination with a lot of Senate leadership helped on that as well, too. Senator, you sit on the State Banking Committee, and while this is a federal issue, uh, Pennsylvania Treasurer Stacey Garrity and other Republicans in the state have gotten involved. Part of the Biden Build Back Better plan includes a proposal that's designed to raise between 30 and 40 billion a year through the IRS monitoring bank accounts with transactions as little as $600. And I'll be clear on that. I first read the story. I thought they meant if the bank account had $600. No, they mean if you, you know, you, you're a kid who mows the lawns and you put $600 in and out of your account over the course of a year, the IRS is going to issue a report. As a member of the state Senate Banking Committee, do you have any thoughts, concerns about that? Uh, I do, Mike, and I'm really glad you brought that up. And even though it's a federal proposal, uh, just, you know, I can tell you that in general, I think it's one of the biggest uh, attempts at government overreach that I've ever heard of. Uh, I don't think anyone, if they put a little thought into it, uh, would want the IRS keeping that close an eye on, on really anything you do. And, you know, it's not to say that, you know, people should avoid paying their taxes. I'm not advocating for that at all. Uh, it's just a matter of how much um, you want Big Brother watching everything that you do. And I think that um, I'm, I'm just adamantly opposed to it. I just wrap that up. And where does that view of uh, the balance between government authority and individual, you know, privacy, et cetera, put you on the issue of vaccines, vaccine mandates, et cetera? What do you think Pennsylvania's position should be? Well, you know, I, I, for the life of me, I don't know how vaccines became a political football. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I got vaccinated, you know, as soon as it was available. So did uh, the rest of my family members uh, who are all Republicans and, you know, these folks that are, are holding out, uh, 
I, I just, I don't understand it. Um, and I think that, you know, it shouldn't be a mandate. I, I will stop short of that. But I strongly encourage everyone that uh, listens to really anything I have to say to, to get the vaccine. Senator, you had mentioned our state blue laws uh, when you were talking earlier. Uh, do you have a position on uh, keeping the state stores or should those be privatized like ev almost every other state except I think Utah? Yeah, uh, you know, Linda, uh, I will say this to you. Um, and this is this is no offense to the people that work within that system. You know, I, anytime I go to the state store, I get great service and people are always friendly and polite. Uh, but I'm a big fan of private industry. Uh, I think that we could do it, um, you know, the private industry could do it better, uh, better, faster, and cheaper, I guess, uh, than the system that we have now. Uh, and quite frankly, um, I think that's true in, in, in almost every aspect of, uh, of government. If, if you can get the private sector to do it, typically it will be cheaper uh, and more convenient for the consumer. And how much time do you spend in the state stores, Senator? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I personally would spend as much time as possible. I'm an Irish whiskey man myself. I won't put you on the spot, but uh, you did mention earlier that um, a, a strategic vote to cast for Republican primary voters, in your opinion, would be to find someone who's not going to set the other side off. In other words, it's not going to you know, inflame them that we must destroy this Republican. You're finding a more moderate. You said people don't have a reason to dislike you. But what would you say to those Republicans who say, yeah, but there's not a big reason to like you. In other words, there's not a cause that the Republican base, which you see the things they're talking about, they're talking about vaccines, they're talking about election uh, security, they're talking uh, you know, about uh, life issues, et cetera. What is the cause that would make the base like you as opposed to the other side not have reason to dislike you? Well, you know, that's a little bit of a loaded question, Mike. Uh, I think one I, of, I tried to load it as much as possible. So I apologize if I no, left no, some unload no, some loading undone. No, no, that's fine. I mean, that you're it's a sign of a good reporter, right? Uh, no, I think one of the things that uh, that our party uh, can hang its hat on uh, with a vote for Dan Laughlin. Uh, would be that, uh, you know, if you're tired of eight years of Governor Wolf trying to raise your taxes and, and mandate, uh, you know, how you're supposed to live your life, uh, having, a, having a candidate that can win in November uh, is probably the biggest, uh, you know, thing that they could say, you know, that's, that's why he's my guy. Uh, on a, uh, you know, want to get down a little bit more into the weeds, you know, we've prevented tax increases that Governor Wolf has proposed every year. I, I intend to continue uh, my efforts in that space to, to have Pennsylvania not raise your taxes, because every time you do, uh, that's a little bit more freedom that you take out of the, the average citizen's pocket. And I think we, we have space to, to make Pennsylvania a lot more competitive in the business world. It's, you know, it's very difficult to try and attract businesses to Pennsylvania. Uh, when we have virtually the highest corporate net income tax rate in the whole country. And we can, we can make it more business friendly uh, by actually reducing the red tape without actually affecting our revenue either. Senator, on a personal level, so that um, people get to know you a little bit, uh, what other hobbies do you have besides hunting? <laughs> well, uh, politics seems to be a new hobby for me, Linda, that takes up most of my free time. Uh, <laughs> I occasionally like to get out and hit a, a 
play around the golf. Um, and then, uh, you know, other than that, I, I, I like to spend time with the family uh, and just doing kind of your average everyday stuff. Uh, I like to cook. A lot of people don't know that about me. And uh, just, uh, you know, I'm kind of your average uh, family guy. I mow my own lawn. Uh, I do a lot of uh, stuff that every blue collar family in America does. Well, a guy who likes to hang out in liquor stores and cook is definitely my kind of guy. It's going to be very hard not to endorse endorse you just on those two things, Senator. But uh, let's, by the way, what do you, do you cook uh, Irish, Italian? Do you have a favorite? I'm a Southern Louisiana Cajun Creole guy myself. I, I, honestly, Mike, I just, uh, I, I dig around in the freezer and pull ingredients <laughs> out. And I, I usually just kind of wing it. That sounds good. So two last questions for you, and they may or may not be related. One is, about energy policy, Governor Wolf is absolutely determined to get Pennsylvania into the Reggie agreement, as you know. What's interesting is not pushing the Transportation and Climate Initiative, TCI, which advocates argue would actually do more. I wonder if that's why Wolf is avoiding it, is that it would actually you know, have more direct impact and people would feel the pain and he wants to you know, try to do energy policy on the cheap. And then my second question is, uh, what do you think is the biggest the, the one thing that Governor Wolf has done as governor that you absolutely would not have done had you been governor? Those are great questions, Mike. Uh, you know, first off, uh, for, for the folks that might be listening to your podcast uh, that don't understand my district right now, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, or Erie County, uh, is still pretty heavily involved in manufacturing. I have a lot of manufacturers up here. Our workforce is still about 18% uh, based in manufacturing, which is quite a bit higher than the rest of Pennsylvania. Uh, and by joining uh, Reggie, our electric rates would go up, uh, I believe it's about 18%. Uh, that would be a direct impact on my manufacturers and, and we would probably lose thousands of jobs just in Erie County if we joined that. And the second part of that uh, answer is for the folks that are genuinely concerned uh, about the climate and think that joining Reggie would do uh, something, in my opinion, uh, by driving uh, work overseas over to China to make the products that we currently make in Pennsylvania because our electric rates are lower uh, than even some of our surrounding states. All you're doing is pushing electric use out to the countries that burn coal uh, to make their energy. Uh, so that's a lose-lose in my opinion. Uh, you know, there's things that we can do to actually help, uh, uh, you know, help clean our planet up uh, without killing our jobs. And I'm willing to work with anybody uh, within that space. And I, and I feel very strongly about that, though, that uh, Reggie would be detrimental to Pennsylvania and it wouldn't actually help the planet. So that's that. And then the one thing that I uh, would have done uh, really completely differently uh, than Governor Wolf was you know, when we headed into this pandemic and it was uncharted territory for all of us, you know, I've tried to uh, work with the governor and give him a little bit of space and, and not uh, Monday morning quarterback everything uh, that he did because some of the things that he did, I, I know were certainly well intentioned, right? Uh, but his, his business waiver program uh, was, in my opinion, an absolute disaster. And, you know, I had reached out to his folks and, and encouraged him to just use CDC guidelines and let the businesses uh, operate in what they felt was a safe manner. Right. Uh, and you could have had a caveat that if uh, if your workers didn't feel safe, then uh, 
them sign up for unemployment, but at least the businesses would have been able to stay open. And I'm sure you're aware that uh, early on, uh, the governor shut down our entire construction industry, which is a huge uh, portion of our economy. Uh, we were the only state in the union to do that. And I think that he made uh, some tactical errors on that. Uh, but I will uh, season that with that. I know that he was concerned for people's health. Well, Senator, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast for the Delaware Valley Journal this morning. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me on. And I appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, get my message out there. And yes, thanks to you for listening to the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. Please share it with your friends, tweet it out, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And find all of our great content at DelawareValleyJournal.com. We're on Twitter at DV underscore journal and on Facebook as well. Thank you from the Delaware Valley Journal news editor, Linda Stein, and me, Michael Graham at DelawareValleyJournal.com.